Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. We have finally reached the 100th episode milestone and we are just getting started in the podcast world, so follow along. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you could order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. We are always looking for sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are looking to promote in 2022 and want to be a part of the podcast, reach out and let's see what we can do. For our 100th episode, Patrick and I chat about how people cope with death. We take a deep dive into Patrick's childhood. We talk about the Oscars, the big moves in the NFL, UFC fight night, and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocado, my good friend Patrick Blair, Zoom Land. As usual, it's been three weeks since we have recorded. I'm going to try to remember how to use words to make this thing work. Um, we'll, we'll see. It's... Do you uh, feel like? Do you feel out of the loop when it comes to this show if we take a couple weeks off? No. Uh, do you often forget how to use words just Some, after three weeks of not speaking something. to another person like myself? Or there's there's a different thing when you're speaking into a microphone than when you're just speaking to people. Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't feel <laughs> weird. No. Okay. No, I'm actually, you know. Uh, it, uh, without without giving too much information and you know i mean the last three weeks it sucked i had a had a a friend pass away um which was it was just it's been devastating to everyone and not to go off on a dark path here on the show we try to keep things light obviously but yeah no he was a good friend and um it's been weird man it's been weird so it's actually good to be doing this i i've been trying to keep my brain occupied and i think people kind of say hey you're you're not really letting yourself be sad you're not you're not really showing your real emotions on this. I had my buddy who lives in KC call me yesterday and he was like, I just want to check on you, man. I'm like, dude, I'm good. Like I, you know, he's like, no, 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 I know you're not. He's like, I know you probably haven't even had a chance to like, and I'm like, dude, I'm fine. He's like, all right, man, just let me know if you need anything. Cause he knows, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the drunken Irishman in me, we, you know, we bottle everything up down in the pit of our stomachs until we just, have a heart attack and die, which will likely be what happens to me. But, um, 
No, man. I mean, in times like this, this is the, I've, I've, well, let me just say this again. I didn't want to go down a dark path, but so like I've experienced a ton of death and I don't know if you have, and we'll get to that, but a ton of death in my life because I come from two giant families, two giant families. My dad was one of 12 and my mom was one of nine. I have cousins that I have not met, you know? Wow. Whereas like my wife, she comes from a small family. She knows, she knows of everyone, you know? So like, Growing up, I experienced a ton of death at an early age. So, you know, uh, am I desensitized to it? Perhaps, but I've never lost a friend, a close friend like this. So it's been, it's been sort of a transformational kind of like transitional period for me. Uh, you know, the, I am, I am 1000% thankful that I have a one-year-old to keep me busy, keep my brain occupied. If I didn't, who knows? I would probably be in a dark hole somewhere right now. I'll be honest. So anyway, do you think? You, so it's good to be doing this. That's my point. <clears throat> do you think it makes you react differently to death because of having a kid? You think that affects anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely did. I, you know, like I said, it just you know, well, not just a kid. Like I said, a one-year-old. Yeah. You know, and he's he's approaching being two, so it's like he keeps you busy. So yeah. like, you know. I don't want to sit around and mope and be sad around him, you know? So I've, I've tried to just kind of, and, and it sucks because like I said, this is a good friend and whom you met, um, you know, I just uh, wanted to sort of be sad and, and be kind of bummed. I haven't really, other than like probably drinking too much at one point in time. Yeah. On one of the days, I think like it was just sort of, uh, you know, I'm going through the motions still. Um, man, people, you know, I had people, a, people cope with this kind of stuff. Like everybody's different on how they cope with it. Some people have a good cry and that's it. Some people, you know, are just bummed for a bit and kind of work their way through it. And some people, which kind of sounds like what you are doing is just keep going through the motions and doing your normal thing and just trying to keep your mind away from it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried to process it fully and I haven't. And, um, I saw some friends yesterday who, who were friends with him as well. And one of them texted me afterwards. He was like, Hey man, if I wasn't myself, like it was just kind of, it, it kind of bummed me out being around everybody. And I was like, no, dude, I get it. Like, you don't have to apologize to me. You know, you don't have to explain yourself to me. Um, right. I didn't notice anything, but um, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't know. My, my buddy who called me, he was like, you probably haven't even had a good cry. Huh? And I'm like, no, man, like, <laughs> like I said, we just, I don't know. Like I, as an adult, I've tried to, I don't know. It's so weird as a kid. I I'll be honest as a kid. I cried a lot. I cried a lot about things I probably shouldn't have cried about. And I, it's not that I'm like trying to break my son of that. Like I'm not trying to let that be a habit for him, but I am in a way, which I know my wife will probably hate me saying this, but like, I just don't, I don't want him to be a crier. Yeah. Um, I want him to process it in a different way. So as I started growing up, like, Maybe it was me kind of like pushing, bottling everything up and pushing it down. But um, so I, this is a weird conversation to be talking about crying. But. I know. And I know people that know this guy listen to this show. So like I said, I'm trying to like tread lightly on this. But anyway, well, go ahead. Well, just like the crying thing. It's weird because like you said, like, like I'm kind of the same way as far as like I don't show like a shitload of emotion all the time. I kind of yeah. I, I kind of bottle a lot of stuff up. But so like a few weeks ago, we had to put our dog down. Yeah. And it was one of those things like once that that uh 
wall has been broken down, it's like you can't stop for a while. Like the crying just yeah. happens for a while. And then afterwards, you almost feel like refreshed from it, kind of. Like I haven't done that in a long time. And I know I'm a guy and I probably shouldn't be doing that, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, nah. that kind of thing. But it's like, it's not, it's not even a guy thing for me. Sorry to cut you off. Like no, I know that's like a, like a I cliche know. sort of like, yeah. But it's not even about being, you know, men cry. Should we spend an absorbent amount of time like, talking about how we cry probably not i don't think it's healthy for anyone to do that yeah regardless go ahead sorry no you're good you're good um i do want to transition a little bit here though unless you've got more crying talk to talk about no 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 we're we should yeah that's that's probably good <laughs> i think we're good i want but so to feel like you said you put your dog down i mean but if family wise and i asked you this you didn't answer it yet so like oh, have you experienced a ton of death in your family um no, probably not. Probably not. No, I, mean, I don't. You know. I don't have a large family. I mean, I've had, you know, family members here and there, but they, they were kind of farther away. And I've been thinking about that. And I don't know if it's because I like as I get older, but I've been thinking about that and like how I'll react because I haven't had a ton of death in my life. Like, okay. you know, and, you know, my, like my grandparents, they're in their, you know, they're up there in age and stuff like that. And for people that I'm close to in my family, I'm, I'm curious on how I'm going to react when, when that starts happening and I start losing people. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be rough. Yeah. I haven't had grandparents since I was six. Oh, really? Like I haven't known. I didn't, well, to be honest with you, I mean, I didn't really know my grandparents. I'd, my dad's dad was dead before I was born. Yeah, my both of my dad's parents were dead before I was born too. Yeah, so super weird. Um, but anyway, what what was your transition? Let's. This is a good spot. <laughs> I was gonna transition because I guess it was two weekends ago you had sent me this picture, and it's been on my mind. Like I've been ready to talk about it on the show. I don't remember this, so I'm worried. Go ahead. Anybody that okay? Anybody that listens to this show and hears the back and forth between us about like me living in the woods and you living in the city. The uh, perfect connection for that was you sending me a picture of your backyard from, I guess it was the backyard from your Airbnb that you stayed at in Bloomsdale that just had a horse trailer, a single horse trailer. In a pond. In a pond. <laughs> I was like, and I said, gonna murder and me tonight? And I said, dude, you're in my backyard. And you said, this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super weird. Um <laughs> I, I joke. I mean, it wasn't uh, bad. It was fine. Uh, it was a really cool. Well, here's a funny story. So I went up there or down there or whatever. It's down there. I uh, went down there for a wedding. And I booked an Airbnb. To a mile away from the wedding venue mm -hmm. on purpose. Um, got super lucky with it. My dumb ass only booked it for one night, not two. So... The day of the wedding, I'm at Walmart getting stuff because we're in, you know, I made dinner that one night. We're going to make lunch, made a breakfast already. I'm going to get more supplies. I don't even remember what I was getting, but get a, get a phone call from my dad. My parents went with us to, cause we, we took our son and they, you know, the plan was they were going to watch him during the wedding because we couldn't find a babysitter to leave him here at home, which we still haven't done. We're super worried about that. Um, all right. Get a phone call from my dad. He's like, hey, there's a lady in the driveway saying that we're supposed to be out of here an hour and 15 minutes ago. I'm like, huh? Uh oh. She said, yeah, you only booked it for one night. And I go, no. He goes, I'll have her call you. It's a very nice lady. She gets on the phone. She's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I would love to let you stay here again, but we have someone from that wedding staying here tonight. 
I was like, okay, well, I'm about 30 minutes away because that was the closest fucking place to go get anything. And I was like, I'll rush back there. We'll get out of there. We'll figure it out. She's like, take your time. I'm like, okay. So my dumbass only book, I'm, I'm a loser. My, my dumbass only booked the Airbnb one night. So now we're like scrambling. Like, what do we do? Do we go home? Do we try and find a hotel? Because all the hotels, we're, we're in Bumfucksville, USA. It's not like every, there's not a holiday inn around the corner. So we start Googling. We look find, look for, this hotel is sold out. This hotel is sold out. Um, we finally find a, a Super 8, which was like 30, 35 minutes away. And it was a shithole dude it was so gross but that's uh, what we had that's what we did so we scrambled to get there packed all of our shit up and oh by the way on the way my son got car sick oh. on the on the stupid hills because you know stupid southern missouri is hilly <laughs> got car sick puked all over my fucking seats in the back of my car uh. so the first hour and a half of me being at this place was me cleaning out my car and airing it out um so we, we scramble, pack our shit, get to this hotel. And so my wife and I now have essentially 15 minutes to get ready for a wedding, you know, and we're not Hoosiers. So we dressed up, we dressed up, we try <laughs> to look nice. We have 15 minutes to do this because um, we had to drive 40 minutes back to the wedding venue and be there on time. So we, we made it on time and everything was fine. The wedding was nice, but yes, it was, it was not a good trip. As my fault, of course, but what can you do? Was your wife mad? Um, or just disappointed? Just disappointed in the situation? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So was anyway. the so was the lady that showed up? Was that the woman that owns the Airbnb, or was she like a cleaning? Yeah. Like, okay, no, she was the woman that owned it. Yeah, so I think they stayed like. So the picture that I sent to you, there's a pond and a horse trailer. And then above that, like at the top of that hill, which you couldn't see because we're in the woods at the top of that hill, there was a house. I think that's where they lived. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So they were definitely watching over us, watching our every move. It was like a hills have eyes type situation. So speaking of Airbnbs, don't you think it's weird that people Airbnb out like a room in their house? It's uh, it's bizarre. That is I would never do creepy, it. Creepy, dude. Yeah, and well, it's creepier for the people that just stay there. Yeah, that's. But true. I can't. I, but here's the thing: I can't. I can't really. I don't have any room to say anything because growing up, I lived in a house where we had renters who lived in the house. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not only did we have renters that lived in our house, but we had renters that lived in, above our garage as well. So our house was everyone's house. Wow. Man, I mean, you and these gotta weren't, pay bills. These somehow. weren't like family members or anything. These were people oh, you didn't know. No. <laughs> so, okay, so look, we had so much to talk about today, but we're talking about nonsense. All right, it's so okay. like, it's okay. When I was a child, there. So, so okay, the layout of my my parents' house, which they just sold a couple months ago. Oh, they did, and they did, well, and the sucks. people that bought it, holy shit. Did they fix it up and make it look beautiful? Oh, really? And, and I could, and I, well, they were like a younger couple, one kid. I think they're both teachers, maybe. Um, I knew exactly what they were going to do to the house. I knew exactly why they wanted it because it's an old house and it's a really a beautiful house, but it's dated. Everything was dated and it needed a lot of work. Um, and they did the work, man. It's it, anyway, I'll show you some before and after pictures if and when we ever see each other in real life again. Right. So, like, <laughs> um, so, 
the way my parents house was it's an old city kind of style house where it's like shotgun style two story but the big part of the second story was this giant we'll call it an apartment i mean it was a giant living space a lot of the square footage that took up this house was up there well that's what they decided to rent out so it was essentially for let's say you're a college grad you want a nice little one bedroom to rent out for cheap perfect but no when i was growing up and this is still when I lived in the first floor area of the house. When I was growing up, we had a family that lived up there. Husband, wife, their daughter, and then their sister lived with them as well. It's three adults, one child in a one bedroom apartment in someone else's house. Whoa. Very weird, right? Now, my older sister growing up, her bedroom was upstairs right across from this apartment, right? When I became a teenager, I moved upstairs and then there was a renter across from me. Now, to be fair, the renter who was across from me when I was a teenager was sort of like a friend of the family. His younger brother went to school with me. We grew up in the same neighborhood. So it was it was OK. And then above the garage was, you know, for the longest time while I was a kid, it was a guy who played the music at my parents church. He rented it out. And then the next guy lived in the neighborhood. So it, it was really just when I was a kid, the people who rented above the house, we didn't know. And they were, they were strange. So did your, did your parents do this because they liked the extra income or did they do it because they like to help people out or what, what was, this is just, oh, so, no, no, no. my parents so are weird. not, no, 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 no. My parents are not hippies. There was nothing about let's help these people out and give them a room. No, no, no. <laughs> they needed the extra income. Okay. Not liked the extra income needed the income. Okay. My parents sold tomatoes out of their garage. Well, see, that's what, you know, I was only at your parents' house once. And I was yeah. wondering about like that whole, like her backyard was set up awesome. Is she going to have that Huge. same, is she going to have that same setup wherever they moved? Did they buy, did they move into another house or? Yeah, they bought another house. It's, it's a okay. big backyard. It's not anything. They had a, an entire acre of land. That lot was an entire acre. Yeah. Which is, was the selling point. And we kept telling them that they're like, we don't think we're going to get enough money because all things aside, it's not the best neighborhood. Fine. But guess what? Young people don't give a fuck about that. Right. Most young people, they don't care about that. If they get the opportunity to buy something that they can fix up and make it livable now and then sell for more later. And we told them this is what was going to happen. I we, I go, we, I guarantee you a young Two young professionals with or without a kid are going to buy this place. They're going to redo the house. They're going to turn the lot into something useful. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents did use a lot. Like I said, they had that entire back area when you were there, when we had the barbecue, that entire back area. When I was growing up, that was a garden that I mean, that was that was my mom's job, essentially. And then they would sell <laughs> they would sell tomatoes out of their garage on the honor system, meaning my mom didn't work as a, a cashier as well. So they had a scale, brown paper bags, and a lockbox. On the honor system, you can weigh the tomatoes and put in the proper amount of currency. <laughs> Do we have people breaking into that garage once a week trying to steal the money, so, trying to steal the tomatoes, so trying to steal the your income? Your parents' income growing up was your dad was a firefighter, right? He's a firefighter and had his own heating and cooling business, okay. which he still does, by the way. At seventy, he just turned seventy-seven. That's crazy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So firefighter, heating and cooling business, tomatoes, and random renters in your house. 
Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> Got to pay for private school somehow. See, we get to the hundredth episode and we start really peeling back. <laughs> and the I start learning. I start stupid me. <laughs> I start learning more about. Hey, this is this is cool. This is how Patrick became Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, imagine this. Like, imagine they don't need the income, right? Mm -hmm. They don't send me to private school and I go to public school. I'm I'm likely an entirely different person. You know, that's a, that's insane too. I mean, we've talked about you going to private school before you know, a little bit and the fact that like what your parents paid for you to go and stuff like that. And then you tell, yeah. you know, you tell me that like what we're talking about now, like how they made their money and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to, that, that sounds bad. I'm not trying to like make it sound bad, but I'm just saying like, if you're saying that they needed the income by having random renters in your house, like, yeah, yeah to put their kid in private school, that's crazy. Well, look, I, I say need, I'll say this. I don't know if they needed it necessarily, but was it a, a cushion for gotcha. sure? Gotcha. Yeah. Dude, my dad, I mean, and when I say this, like, so like firefighters, I know it's changed a little bit, but like when my dad started as a firefighter, um, his annual salary was like $16,000 a year, which is dog shit. Even back then that's dog shit. It's yeah. dog shit. Um, so that's why he, he knew going into it. When he, when he became, so like when he got back, he was in Vietnam. When he got back from Vietnam, uh, married my mom, he knew that he was going to have a second job. There was no like, oh, I'm a fire, I'm going to be a firefighter and it's going to be everything's, no, no. So he like apprenticed under this guy who kind of took him under his wing and showed him the ropes with heating and cooling. Because also as, the, as a firefighter, you didn't work, you worked nine days a month. You know, uh, okay. there were 24 hour shifts. Right. But, you only worked nine days a month. So like you had a lot of spare time to start a business, take on a second job, whatever, spend time with your kids. Um, but that's, that's so, why, that's why they put renters in your house to give, to <laughs> let other people give you attention. <laughs> was raised by the boogeyman. Um, but, uh, where was I going with that shit? I lost, um, what were we just talking about? That he didn't make much as a I just had weird flashbacks of my childhood. Just um, <laughs> Should we, do we need to close this down <laughs> so you no, can no, go no. have that cry we've been talking about? <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. So, no, no. I, so, like, he, uh, you know, he didn't make a lot of money as a firefighter. So, he did the business. And the business, again, it's just him. When I say he started his own business, he, it's just him. He didn't have workers. He didn't have employees. He didn't, he didn't have a partner. It's just him. My mom did the books when she wasn't fucking tilling the garden you know like yeah. um so yeah i mean look dude they were it's working class environment man they're grinded yeah you know yeah like i said did they need it i don't know they'll never it's weird too because they haven't as an adult really had the conversation about that about how weird that was that we did that um i mean it was actually kind of cool for me growing up so like like I said, the dude who stayed. This, the, what is the title of the show going to be? Patrick's childhood. The, 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 <laughs> the, Patrick's the, therapy session. I don't. I don't know. Story of my Pe life. Pe um, so peeling like, back the layers. I don't know. Patrick's like therapy session. I like that. Um, <laughs> but the like I said, the dude. The, so the one guy who stayed above our garage. Which, by the way, the garage apartment. Again, if you're like, and it was always crazy too, because guess what? You didn't pay utilities. If you lived in either of these places, you just paid rent. Okay. That's it. 
didn't have, so and again it was cheap it was cheap but if you're like a young college grad or young single person perfect place which by the way if you lived above the garage you had access to the pool dope you had access to all those anyway but the guy it was it was it was <laughs> when i say access like so the guy i'm talking about that lived over the, above the garage he was a big soccer player so he would just be playing soccer in the backyard and, and like you know but anyway he was a musician uh did the music at my parents church but also had like a, a cover band that would play like block parties when i was a kid i really really was kind of and it's weird was really inspired to start playing music by him oddly enough that's cool um I've taken three guitar lessons in my entire life. That was him. Um, and then the second guy that lived there uh, or the guy that moved in after him was also in a band, played drums, and they would actually have band practices up there sometimes. So like for me being who I am, musically speaking, there was a really heavy influence there and it kind of made me who I am that way. Do you have any contact with these guys anymore? Um. The, so the first one, not, I mean, no, I, I never really spoke to them on a, per, well, actually the first one, he bought my old band's trailer okay. when we were selling it. I was not there for the, for the exchange, but he bought it eventually. Um, and he, you know, he DJed my parents 50th wedding anniversary. So I've seen him a few times. The other guy, I haven't really seen too much, gotcha. but the first one, yeah, he still does music at a church somewhere. I know. And he might even still do cover stuff. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, so that part of it was, I guess, cool. And I, I guess really did have a an influence on who I am th that way. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of cool. Like to think about that as me as uh, music. -y, I guess that's the word I'm going to use as you are that musical, me, whatever, uh, that you may not have been that if it wasn't for those two guys who lived above your garage. It's possible. It is very possible. I mean, it, it, I haven't thought about it that way in a long time, but I know that I know that I, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I know I was inspired to play guitar by that one dude. Um, and maybe it was because like, I don't know, dude, it's, I'm trying to like think back in my own, like through the memories of like, I don't know. I might've been inspired to play guitar by that dude. And it was like, maybe he, and I know they used to let me like go up to the apartment sometimes and like watch MTV and play Sega and like, it probably was a weird thing also, but again, they were friends of the family. So it's not like they're total strangers, Okay, but <laughs> I didn't get touched. I don't think, um, Jesus, this, <laughs> this may be taking a dark weird show. turn. Dark weird... show. <laughs> uh, I didn't get touched. I'm joking. I know I didn't. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting to think about. I'd have to, I'd have to really, and, and that's another thing too. Like I said, the, the point of that was I've never really had that conversation with my parents as an adult. Like, and again, you can't really, hopefully my parents don't listen to this episode, but you can't really talk to my parents about anything these days anyway, about my childhood. Cause they'll deny, 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 or they'll just say, I don't recall that at all. I'm like, you don't have a recollection of much these days as it pertains to me. So we'll just leave it. I, anyway. I have, I have that. I mean, I don't really have any, I don't know. My, I guess I guess my parents are the, kind of the same way. Like if I if I try to talk to my mom about something from childhood or whatever, she would. That didn't happen. Well, no, she's not a that didn't happen kind of thing. But she is like, she'll only stay at the surface level of the conversation. 
she won't like go deeper into it. And my dad is one that we talk about bottling stuff up. Like dad, my dad doesn't have emotion. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, whatever happened, it happened then. And it's not, you know, whatever. So yeah, it's, I kind of, I kind of feel your, your pain when it comes to all that. Yeah. I mean, my dad growing up showed no emotion other than frustration and anger probably. But, um, now as he's getting older, uh, you see it a little bit, you see it a little bit, but even for real, I mean, when you get older, what else do you have to do other than like, think about shit? I'm old now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what do you do all day? You know, yeah. that's partly probably why he works still just to keep, like, like I said, keep your brain occupied and bottle it, bottle it all up until you die. Yeah. So. I mean, he's, he, he had a good run so far though, right? Is he in, is he in good health? Um, he's in okay health. Okay health. Yeah. Yeah. Did they go, did they go to Jupiter this year? Because mm, uh, they would be down no. there now, right? Yeah, they'd be there now. No, I guess they're not going. Maybe they still are. I don't know. I haven't asked them. Huh. They usually go every year. I guess, but I guess they weren't able to go the last two years, right? Or Well, no, it was two years ago, I guess, that you, like, Talked made them, them not go. Yeah, <laughs> you and your sister had to tell them no, you can't yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They both had COVID now, so fuck, go do it, party. I don't know. I don't. Did they go last year? I don't remember. Was there a spring? Tra- there was a spring training, but I don't. Did they let fans go? I don't remember. They may not have. I don't remember. And I mean, the lockout this year has something. I mean, it slowed things down. That's true. I don't know, I'm gonna ask them. I'm gonna ask them when this is over. That's true. Um, but enough of that. Did you know no, that, you you mentioned COVID? I, I'm not going to go into a rabbit hole with this, but did you know? I, my wife told me yesterday that there that the mask mandate is completely gone in every county in Missouri now. Did you know that? I, I believe I think so. It's so weird, man. It, it like as soon as this whole Russia and U- Ukraine thing happened, there was it was just a turn. Like it, it went yeah. it went away. Which, I mean, it shouldn't surprise me that much, I don't guess. But I, I guess the reason it does is because we're talking like two years of hell with the pandemic, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's just gone. People aren't getting as, you know, sick near as much. But maybe it's just a just a coincidence that everything happened at once. Who knows? It's not. <laughs> it's not. But cases are down. Yeah. The numbers have dropped significantly. Yeah. You know? Wonder if it has anything to do with that whole vaccine thing. Uh, it's it's a possibility. You know, I've let's got. Not even get it, let's not even get into it. Okay. But so you you mentioned Ukraine. So did you know the Oscars are today? Uh, just because you told me. Did you know? We well, don't have to say that I told you. You could play dumb and be like, "No, what's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh. So I, I don't know if this is still going to happen, but I saw last week, I read a story that they were going to have Zelensky, you know, Ukraine's president, Skype in or Zoom in or something and talk about how they need more aid or whatever. And I'm like, hey, aren't they in the middle of a war? Right. Why don't we leave the guy alone, first of all? Second of all, no disrespect to him or the or the Ukraine and what's happening. It's terrible. But like, how about we focus on the shitholes we have here in our own country that are falling apart also and rotting from the inside also why don't we why don't we why don't we skype with 
someone from those towns, whether they be government, police, or a citizen, and talk about how shitty it is. Yeah. Like, why don't they go to North St. Louis right. and talk to the mayor of St. Louis and talk about how it fucking sucks? They're never going to do that. Well, my thing is, too, is like the people that are watching the Oscars, are the, those people are going to help? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there are there is a lot of power and money in the room at uh, the Oscars. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess physically so the, there. I was thinking about like who's watching the Oscars. Well, that, that's the thing, too. Who the fuck still watches that? Right. That used to be a big deal. And I still think it's gross. Like we're giving people awards for art and making movies like it's it's so anyway it's always been weird to me and i don't like when people get into it but i was actually i was in los angeles when which is where they normally are and i think they still are uh but i was there the night of the oscars and i I was just like i gotta stay inside i don't want to be outside it was just the whole the whole vibe of the city was just gross it was just like ugh. but um what year was that? I don't remember. But um, yeah, it's like, why are we, why are, why are we bothering this guy? And maybe we're not. Maybe he's indulging, he's embracing the idea of doing that. Like I said, there's a lot of power and money in the room, and the the ability to move the needle and spark influence is there. I guess. I guess. Well, how about we just, you know, uh, why don't we? focus here focus on here a little bit why don't we why don't we skype in with and it doesn't have to be this one it's cool let's let's skype with Zelensky. that's fine how about the next stupid award show we have why don't we skype in with someone from i don't know what's another city that's falling apart detroit yeah how about we talk about the fact that they don't have clean drinking water right in an american city i don't know you know um, do you know um did you watch the fights yesterday there was a fight sure night did. last night. You did. Did you notice that uh, the Russian? Well, actually, I, I seen two fights. I think that yeah. there was a there was a Russian there. They the crowd was booing him and doing yeah. a USA chant during it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that gross? Um, like it's not. It, I understand what they're doing, but it's also it's like ignorant, it's not like yes. it's his fault that this well, is happening. I don't know if they necessarily think it's his fault. I think that's them taking this opportunity to be nationalistic nationalistic which is it's such an it's such a hollow pride that americans have yeah it's an easy opportunity to do so but uh yeah it was asker the one that i remember i don't maybe i missed the first one but uh asker askarov was the one that was like it was like because he was fighting a kaikara france yeah that was a, that was, uh, that was a, a good big fight. fight that was a big that was fight. a good fight very good fight, was a good fight yeah. it wasn't yeah. him that wasn't the one i was thinking of though it was before him can't yeah, think- see, I, I missed the first one. I, I okay. read on Twitter that it happened, but I missed it. I, I was watching. I was probably watching the basketball game for that one. Yeah. But um, what uh, did you watch the Duke game last night? Only bits and pieces of it. Okay. Um, but good for them. So my buddy that died, that was his favorite team. Oh, really? So yeah, it's kind of cool to see them that they made the Final Four, and you know, um. I grew up hating Duke and that was how we bonded was the fact that he hated, he hates the team that I like and I hate Duke. So yeah. Um, constantly talking shit to each other, but I will, I will in his honor be rooting for Duke if they're, well, I am rooting for Duke, I should say. Um, well, you know, I was, uh, had a buddy at the house last night. <clears throat> we were watching the Duke game and I was kind of asking him, he's a, he, he's an avid Duke hater. 
Yeah. He does not like him at all. And I asked him last night, I was like, does it, is there anything like inside of you that says like you, you root for Duke a little bit just because it's coach K's last run, like his last yeah, season. I mean, and it's I a mean, really cool I mean, story. Yeah. It's a really cool story. And like, you know, he's probably the, it probably the, he's probably the most historical coach in, you know, NCAA history. Well, not only that, but think about it this way. So like North Carolina has to play today. If they win, Yes, that's what I was and saying. They get last to the night final too. four. Yeah, you could potentially see a North Carolina Duke final. And if Duke could beat North Carolina and beat, I mean, that's the biggest rivalry in. in well, like North Carolina spoiled Coach K's going out at Cameron too. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. so like this is kind of cool to think about. Yeah, you know, but we'll, we gotta let them get there. You gotta let them get there. Also, the team that and I want to get back to the Oscars just because I want to see how many of these movies you've seen or even know existed. But like, so like. The team that North Carolina is playing today, so St. Peter's, their mascot is the peacock. Is that ironic, or did they really think that was a good idea? Mm, ironic, why? Like, <laughs> we're the peacocks, get it? Like high school kids get oh. to say that to their family and friends? I, I, I guess. Oh, let me ask you this. Why is it... Why is it... TV worthy and such big news stories because cheerleaders get pushed up to knock the basketball off the top of the goal. I think it was a dead sports day. I don't know. No, this happened but, again. But it last, wasn't. It, I know. It I happened know, again I last night. Oh, I didn't see that. I yeah. didn't see that. Um, yeah. Because good for them. I don't know. I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. Um, I try to ignore shit like that. Maybe because people were tired of talking about a man beating women in swimming. That's a little bit of a feel like getting into t- it. T- let's, I, let's do it. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. Cause I actually, no, I actually, I, I actually want to hear your, your side on this. Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, let me say this. I've said this before on the show or we've kind of skimmed over a little bit, but I think we need to have transgender leagues of things now. It's, it's probably getting, the best thing to do right now. It's getting to the point to where we have to do that. Well, and I, and I see again, I saw the story and I went, okay. I, and this, none of it, like, I'm not offended by it. I, I don't care enough to be like, be mad about it. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, but what I, what I've said this before on the show, when it comes to like highly physical sports, it's just, it's, we're not the same, man. Right. We're not the same. I don't know if swimming fits into that category necessarily. Like, were they testing testosterone levels? Right. No. Like what, what were they doing? beforehand because you look at that woman she clearly is built a different way than everyone else who is competing in that specific race right no um so i don't know i don't have a solution i think you're the idea of having transgender sports leagues also uh, but here's the thing and here's why i don't think that will happen i think it's a good idea but i don't think it will happen because we're trying to right now live under the delusion that everyone's the same and everyone has equal rights. And we, we look at everybody the same way and we just don't. So if we, if we, if we have a transgender sports league in any sport, we're submitting to the idea that those men and women are different. Right. But Mm -hmm. a, I don't think they should be and B they definitely don't want to be right. So that's where the dilemma comes, you know, when it comes to physical sports where you're, you're, required to be 
to be physically better, meaning use your physical prowess against or on another person. No, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. You know, we talked about this with fighting, you know, there was Fallon Fox and, um, you know, women like that. It's just not, no, it's a different, it's a different thing. I'm sorry. It is. Um, I don't know. I, I like the idea, but again, I, I don't, I don't have enough of like, it, well, here's the thing. I'm not like a lot of people. This does not bother me. Well, the other but thing, but let's they, call it, I, but I'm calling it like I see it, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, the other thing and though, I, it makes me an asshole, but is, is it a story if that woman lost? No. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Like it's only a story because she won. It's weird to you and I because we're sports nuts. Yeah. And we would want that to be, oh, like, see here, look, like things are kind of evening out. But you and I both know <laughs> it's not the case. Right. It's not the case. I, 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 I try to say again, like you and I talking about this and the way that we're talking about it, we have to tread lightly. It's very easy for someone to call us misogynistic shitheads. I'm not saying this as a man who doesn't want to see women beat men in sports. I'm not like that at all. I think that would be outstanding. And I'll be the first one to tell you that every single woman in the UFC could likely kick the shit out of me. Or in a, in a competition, we'll call it this, yeah, in yeah. a competition, yeah. could likely beat me yeah. in a mixed martial arts competition. Could likely beat me. And I have no shame in saying that because I know what the sport is. And I know what they have to go through. Um so no, I'm not saying this because it's like, oh, I'm offended because of, no, no, no. I know what it is. I've competed in sports. Um, that was a man who beat, well, look, that was a woman who right now has the physical prowess of a man who beat women in, sw in swimming. Did that help her or is she just that good? Again, there, there are those underlying questions that we can ask, but only her biological makeup knows. Right. You know? Well, I, here's the thing, too. How good are you at swimming? Not good at all. I mean, I can <laughs> I can swim. I was, not, I was not expecting that answer. Okay. I mean, you couldn't win a no, race. No, well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on who I'm racing. I mean, I, I can hold my own, but not so like... let me ask you this. If you trained for a while, if you got in the pool with the rest of the competition that was in that pool that day, do you think you could... Do you think you would come in last place? Probably not. You say that with full confidence. No. <laughs> Swimming's a weird one, man, because it does take like legitimate technique yeah. and skill to like be the best. And the and the the line between you and everyone else is super tight. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Michael Phelps and you know, who's another good swimmer? Historically That's speaking. That's all I know. I think there was a woman who was really good. Um, I forgot her name. Um, but um, so that's a swimming's a weird one. It's a weird one. If I got, I'll be honest, I can be honest and tell you I can swim and I can, I, I can swim just fine. But I, if you put me in the pool today with the rest of those women, I'd get smoked. Yeah. I might be able to take out two, maybe three, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, but when it comes to like physical sports, like I said, it's, it's just different. I, I'm not, it is. I can't get behind it. 
It is a tr- it's a touchy subject. I, you know what? It's it's almost it's kind of bizarre too because it kind of feels like the issues of transgender athletes and the issues of well, look, trans in general has kind of just it's not as big of a topic of conversation anymore. And I think maybe because of COVID and now because of this war and other things going on, it's just people have kind of forgotten about it a little bit. I've seen quite a few podcasts talk about that swimmer, but in a very sort of trying to be funny way, they haven't really been, well, maybe they were, no, they're having a real conversation about it. But again, the idea was to be funny. I don't know. It's almost like we've forgotten that it, it, it's never been a problem with me, but it, for me anyway, but I, it's almost like the news cycle has forgotten about it in a way. Well, that's maybe kinda, I'm that's wrong. Kinda, maybe I'm just, maybe the, I'm turning a blind eye, but kind of how the news cycle works, you know, it. Yeah. But this seemed to be like a bigger issue, you know, because of all the, the things that go into it with the sort of the lifestyle of being trans in the United States today. And, and, uh, the sort of, uh, you know, especially with kids, you know, with you seeing like kids wanting to be trans or identifying, sorry, identifying as wanting to be a different gender at such a young age. Now I was like, it's, it, it still is a huge deal. And I don't think it should be taken lightly. And for people that do take it lightly, well, that's what they want. It's fine. I'm like, well, hold on. When I was a kid too, I also wanted to be a fucking power ranger. Right. So like, it's like, it's not just about that. Yeah, but there's so like there, there's simplifying it in that way is weird to me. Yeah, but also like for us having kids, it, it's weird to like you. You're gonna want to keep your kids <sighs> sheltered from that kind of thing. It, it, it's it's gonna be hard, I think, to explain. It's gonna be impossible it, to explain it, but also keep them kind of sheltered f- from it. And then you're Can gonna I tell have you the, why it's it, gonna be hard to do both. Well, and then you're gonna have the people out there who are gonna say, "You need to let your kid do what your kid wants to do." Sure. And I agree with that. You know, it, but it's it's a tough one. It is. I agree with that. Um, but I think there 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 are guidelines that come with them come with that, and I think there are age restrictions that come with that. My three year old's not going to tell me what they want to do and what they want to be. Right. They're three. They don't have a brain yet. You know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen stories with kids as little as three. You know, the parents are making them go through. Uh, change their hormones and stuff and get it. You know, that's come on. That should be illegal. You're not going to convince me that that's okay ever. But, but can I tell you why it's going to be hard a to shelter them and B explain it to them? I'm listening. It's impossible to shelter a kid from anything these days because of social media. Are they and the devices they have? And they're just going to know. And then kids talking about it and the devices, the other kids have Look, you could, you could say to your child, to your son, when he's, I don't know, 12, you can't have a phone yet. He has 10 friends that already have a phone right. that are likely just going to pass him the phone. Right. Right. Um, so there's that. Unless you move to the woods like you work <laughs> from home and don't let your kid do anything. Yeah, possibility. Your kid is in good shape, actually. Um, but explaining it to him, someone's already going to explain it to them before you even get a chance to. Yeah. It's already going to be explained to them by someone. Now, they might come up and ask questions. And that's kind of the environment that I want in my home is like, if my son does get something explained to them by someone else, I want them to come up to me and say, Hey dad, what does this mean? Hey right. mom, what does this mean? Uh, which I hope he does. I was actually having but this again, conversation with friends last night who have kids that are 10 and eight, I believe. And they're 10 year old, like apparently at school are talking about like people being bisexual 
and yeah, being yeah, yeah. you know being gay and stuff like that. And I understand it's a very a much more common thing to talk about now than it used to yeah. be. But I still think back to when I was that age, and I'm like, that was the last thing on my mind. Like I, you know, you know what I mean. I mean, I know things are different now, but I know we use that excuse a lot for a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just we. It's weird to think that a ten year old is talking about that and knows what that is. I'm trying to think of how old I was when I learned about homosexuality and what it actually was. I don't know. I don't know. When I was ten, I definitely didn't know what it was. Mate, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I remember I, I remember there was a rumor about like Usher being bisexual. Do you remember did you ever hear that? I do remember that. And I it I'm pretty sure when I heard that I had no idea what that meant. Well, you know what, to be honest with you, and this is gonna show how old I am, but when, when Magic Johnson announced that he had AIDS or HIV, sorry. Yeah. I started asking a lot of questions. And with those questions, it depended upon who I asked. Uh the explanation given to me was that, you know, HIV lives within the homosexual community, not necessarily, you know, so I kind of was given explanations of it at that age. And I don't remember how old I was when magic did that, but I was not, old. I was not, I was not old. I was a kid. I was a young kid. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. It's weird, but look, dude, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, and this is just me, but I'm not gonna, and be one of those parents that's like, no, you, you can't. It's just, I, I don't, I have my own opinions about things, but do I, do, do I really need to be shoving those opinions down my kid's throat? Probably not. We should probably be an open forum. Because like I said, I want them to ask questions. Yeah. You know, right. That's the most important thing. It's like, ask questions and then develop your own opinion, develop your own, you know, like, but um, man, did we go down a rabbit hole? We did. Um, here, let me know. So, best picture this year at the Academy Awards, Nightmare Alley. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it. Do you know who's in it? No. Bradley Cooper's in it. That's all I know. Okay, uh, I, I think I did hear that. It's directed by Guillermo. Guillermo, excuse Del me, Del Toro. You know who that is? Yes, absolutely. Have you seen some of his movies? Yes. Which one? Um, Hellboy. Yeah, for Pan's sure. Labyrinth. I don't know if I've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth is really good. Is it? He did. Uh, what was the one about the ladies? Shape of Water was one of the more oh, recent yeah. ones I've seen by him. Okay. He's got no. Hang on. He's got a lot bigger movies than that, right? He's got bigger movies oh. than Hellboy, right? I don't think so. I think they're making well, another Hellboy, by the way. How many are there? Seven. I think there's three. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, Dune is up for Best Picture. I remember it. Did not care to see it. Probably still don't care. Who was in it? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Dennis Villanueva, Mary Parent. Okay. Uh, Belfast. Don't know what that is. Don't recognize any of the names. Do you? Kenneth Branagh, Tamar Thomas. I've never heard those names ever. The Power of the Dog. Uh... Jane Campion, Roger Frappier. What's that other? Wait, no. Okay, that's not the movie I'm thinking of. What's the What's the other dog movie that's out right now, with uh, Channing Tatum? With Channing Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, what, that definitely did not get nominated for an Oscar. Is it just called The Dog or something like? I think that? it's just called Dog. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> the disgust on your face. 
Uh, <laughs> King Richard, which you know what that is. That's, you know what that is? Yeah, it's... Um, uh, Will Smith plays the father yes, of yes, yes, Venus yes, and yes. Serena. Yes. Can I be honest with you? And again, I'm not saying this because I'm an asshole. I had no desire to see that. When I saw the previews, I was like, I'm not going to be watching that. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't care. But what I can tell you is, is I hope he's up for best actor for that. Okay. And Will Smith has been nominated two other times, I think once for Ali and the other one was, I don't remember, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. That was a really, um, that was a really good movie, actually. I've never seen it. I've seen Ali. Oh, really? I have not seen Pursuit. I have not seen it. Did you ever see the movie Seven Pounds that Will yeah. Smith was in? That was a really good movie. I have movie seen too. that. Um, what about? I hope he wins. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a, and here's why. Here's why. Because I don't think he's going to give some funky, misguided bullshit speech about how some we need to save the whales or fucking not drink milk. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to try to be funny and maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But that's just my guess. Um, what? Uh, have you had any desire? Or have you seen previews or anything of that new show, Bel Air? Why? Why? Why are we doing that? Why do we have to do that? I don't know. I mean, you know the premise behind it, right? That it's a dark, it's a darker, like real show tell me that about the first Prince of Bel Air starring Will Smith wasn't real. Don't piss me off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Like it, it's it's a different interpretation yeah, of the of what Fresh Prince of Bel Air was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I fine. I can't get past just the characters being who they are. Like that they're mean? not that they're not the it's not the original characters. So it's like to see Uncle Phil being a completely different person is weird. Carlton being a completely different person is weird. Well, how are they completely different? What do you mean? No, not not I mean like in real life. Like they they are a different it's not Uncle Phil. It's not uh, you know, Alfonso Ribeiro as Carlton. It's somebody else playing Carlton, is what I'm saying. Well I think Uncle Phil is dead, first of all. He is. Second of R. all R.I.P. R.I.P. for sure. Also, Alfonso Ribeiro is 60 years old. Is he? No, he can't be that old, right? It doesn't matter. All right, so I get what you're saying. I have no desire to see that, though. Did you know Alfonso no. Ribeiro does a game show now? I think it's called no. 21 or something like that. I'm sure it's fun for the whole family. Um, My parents watch Game Show Network all the time. That's the only reason I know that. God, I know. Dude. I've never been able to watch game shows ever. Yeah, I ever. I'm not gonna lie. I do get caught up in it sometimes. Like if we're at their house and they're watching it on TV, I'll ca- I'll catch myself trying to get into it a little bit. But like what? What show? Wheel of Fortune? No. Um, like America says is one of them. I can't remember what no the idea. guy's name is. And then I, I think what that is doesn't. I think Joey Fatone has a show too. Why do you know all of this? And then so does uh, uh, Jim Belushi's son. You know Jim Belushi is, right? I do. I didn't know he had a son. He well, does, I mean, I'm yeah. sure he has a son, but who's his son? I don't remember. I'd have to Google it. Oh, God. How did we get on game shows? All right, so <laughs> while you're doing that, don't look up. Did you see that? Yes, I did. You did see it? I watched it's it, It's up yeah. for best picture. Will it win? Really? Is it that good? You didn't watch it? No desire. Again, it's another one of those ones where I'm just like, I don't care. I think it was a good movie for what it was. I think there was, I think it was about not what the movie was saying it was about. I think it had a lot of like undertones about COVID and, and stuff. 
but I don't oh know. Oh my god! Yeah, without 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 saying it was COVID. Yeah, drive my car. No idea. I have Licorice no idea what pizza. That is. I've heard of it. So Bradley Cooper's in two of the movies nominated for Best Picture. Licorice Licorice Pizza was uh, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Do you know who that is? So he directed one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, so Paul Thomas Anderson was, I, I just listened to a podcast with him recently because he was on really? uh, Smartless, that Jason Bateman, Will, Ar- Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes podcast. Knew, didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I've been Go listening on. to it a lot. It's been going on for like two years. They started it at the beginning of COVID. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and who? Sean Hayes. Who's that? Uh, he was on Will and Grace. He's like the lead star in Will and Grace. Dare I ask the gay guy? Yes. Okay, go on. Yeah, but they're all like really good friends, apparently. And it's a, okay. it's a really good show. It actually is. I think you might enjoy it with some of the guests. All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, by the way, Robert Belushi is Jim Belushi's son's name, in case you wanted to know. <laughs> I'm glad I do now. Thank you so much. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson... He directed Boogie Nights, which is one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, it's easily in my top 10 favorite movies okay. ever. Uh, Punch Trunk Love with Adam Sandler. There Will Be Blood. That won an Oscar. Right. Anything with Daniel Day-Lewis usually does, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I think he's the most overrated actor ever. Um, Do you like Daniel Day-Lewis? My wife and I just had this conversation the other day about, like, we just don't. It is Maybe it's not him, but I don't like many movies that he's in. Yeah, I guess it's just the the parts that he picks. I don't know. Like, There Will Be Blood is one of the most boring movies I've ever tried to watch. <laughs> I made it through, but I was bored. Yeah. Um, I like Gangs of New York, which he is in, and I think it's a good movie. Uh, what is he? Last of the Mohicans? Fine, whatever. It's boring. It's too long. It's boring. Yeah. Had no desire to see him in Lincoln. He played Abraham Lincoln. I'm trying to think of Daniel Day Lewis movies, but I haven't seen I'm Gangs of New York in a long time. I, I, that's a good movie, man. And yeah. it, actually it's funny because when you re if you have enough time in between when you saw it, the last, mm-hmm. when you revisit it, you go, God damn, I do. This movie's awesome. Like, it's just a good movie. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to these nominees. So licorice pizza, I was actually kind of intrigued by it. When I saw my wife send me the trailer, I was like, eh, okay, maybe West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg. Why did, why, why? Right. Why did we remake it? Why is it nominated for anything? It's just a remake. And then Coda. I don't know what Coda is. I don't either. And I don't know the names. Best actor, Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. Me neither. Benedict Cumberbatch, best name in Hollywood. Uh, The Power of the Dog. That was the movie where I was like, do you know these names? So apparently he's in that. Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Any idea? Nope. <laughs> Will Smith, <laughs> King Richard, and then Denzel. Did not know he was in a movie. Hey, what did he do? The Tragedy of Macbeth. Well, I have no idea. Nope. Uh, best actress, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Any idea? No. Kristen Boring Stewart in Spencer. Any idea? <laughs> nope. She has the personality of one of my toes. <laughs> Penelope Cruz, Madres Paralelas. Don't know what that is. Nope. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Nicole Kidman is in Being the Ricardos. What is Being the Ricardos? I now know. I want to know. I don't know. Because Javier, wait, someone else was nominated for that too. And it's someone that I like, I want to say. 
Where's the dad? Best supporting actor. Yeah, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos. You know who J.K. Simmons is, right? I don't think so. I know the name. If you, he, so he was in Whiplash. He was in um, Spider Man. He was in. Wait, okay, Farking. okay. Whiplash is who was he in that movie? The 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 teacher. Oh, okay, the, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. He's Wait, awesome. isn't he also? Doesn't he do the uh, insurance commercials? Yes, he's yeah, the yeah. insurance guy. Yeah, yes, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, he was in this movie though. Yeah, he was in Juno. Whiplash was a really uh, good movie, by the way. I love Whiplash. My wife hates that movie just really? because she's she says it's such a bummer. She's like, this everything about this movie is just negative. She's like, you like negative things, so I know why you like it. She's like, I can't watch it. Like, oh, do you it. like uh, Do you like the main actor in that movie? I can't think of what his name is. Miles Teller. Yeah. Do you like him? I do. She says I have a man crush on him. Really? Not sure why. Apparently, but I just think he's in good movies. Yeah. Like Whiplash is good. He was in Bleed for This, which was the movie about the boxer Vinny Pazienza. I love that movie. I think right. he's awesome in it. Cool. Um, and if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's funny. Don't let me forget to talk about that movie. But he's in that. He's in. Um, uh, he was in. Have you ever seen the movie Twenty One and Over? Uh, what's it? What's it about? I think I his have. friend turns twenty one and they take him out and they fucking lose him. They just get shit faced and they anyway. Yeah, I he's been so. in some good movies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I've seen that. Okay. What was that movie called we were wondering about? We were just talking about fucking Being the Ricardos? Yes. What is this movie about? I have to know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll like it. I don't Did you ever like see that the... movie? Wasn't it wasn't he in War Dogs with Jonah Hill also? Oh. Who? Miles J.K. Teller. Simmons? No. Oh Miles yeah, Teller. War Dogs is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Love that movie. Um oh, so this being the Ricardos is about Lucy and Ricky Ricardo. Or Lucy and oh. Ricky Ricardo. Interesting. Duh. Um, you know what? To be honest with you, Nicole Kidman plays Lucy. Wow, I could see. I that. would see this. Yeah, I would see this. I would probably watch that. Anyway, so that clears that up. Oh, so with the movie Bleed for this, have you? You have. So I'm. I'm guessing you have not seen that. No. Have you seen Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yep. You've seen The Fighter, right? Yeah. Okay. So with all the, it's it's it's. And maybe this is just because I love boxing so much. So with all of these boxing movies that have been made, what are some other ones? So there's Bleed for This, Southpaw, The Fighter. Like, are you counting uh, like Ali? No, because that's. um, Well, yeah, Ali. There's always the character and and it's been more common lately. The the supporting character, which usually is the trainer or the brother or a combination of the two Mm -hmm. that kind of steals the movie. And they're always like down in the dumps. They're always like a shitbag person who kind of redeems themselves by helping this boxer see the mountaintop, right? Yeah. So like with Southpaw, it was Forrest Whitaker. With Bleed for This, it was Aaron um, Aaron Eckhart. Which, by the way, he plays. So I don't. So you know who Vinny Pazienza is? I again, I know the name. Okay, so he was, you know, multi-world champion boxer. Okay. Really funny guy. He used to wear, like, fur coats and shit. Like, didn't do drugs, didn't drink, but just had this, like, lavish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Gambled. Um, but anyway, Aaron Eckhart plays Kevin Rooney. And Kevin Rooney was Mike Tyson's trainer. Okay. And so if you if, – and I'm old enough to remember this, but if you ever remember press conferences of Kevin Rooney speaking and watching training videos, like, Aaron Eckhart nailed it. Just fucking nailed it, dude. That nice. guy's a great actor. Um, and then like, so like the fighter, obviously you have Christian Bale, 
Yeah. So again, uh, how, how is Christian Bale British? Have you ever talked about this, you and I? How is he British? How does he go from being British and having a really thick accent? Have you ever heard him speak normally? I don't know. That's a good question. I want to know. YouTube clips sometime I, of him like being interviewed just as a normal person. Listen to him speak and then listen to him play fucking uh, uh, Dickie and fucking the fighter. It's like, how do you do that? I know people can do accents, but that's like, that's not an accent thing. That's transforming into a different person altogether. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's a few actors out there that's like, that are really good at that. Like um, Charlie Hunnam. He's the guy that was in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, uh, see, you're going. What about Hugh Laurie? You know who Hugh Laurie is from House? You don't know the show House? I know what it is, but I don't know. Or is the main guy? He is yeah. British. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, okay, I remember that, yes. Yeah. I've never watched that show once, but I remember, I remember, you know, there would always be pre, like clips of it on the television, you know, on the next house. And then I remember seeing a video of him speaking. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, we just There's named that. boxing movies a while ago and we didn't even name Rocky. Yeah, but that's different. It's Rocky. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, I have the box set. Is there, is there, you said Christian Bale, is there any other actor than Christian Bale who has done the transformations body wise that he has done for movies? It's insane. Um, Matthew McConaughey. You think? For, uh, well, for Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. And Jared Leto for that movie. And then Jared Leto got really fat on his own, like real, didn't wear a fat suit for uh, chapter 27. Do you know what that is? No. He played uh, Mark David Chapman, the guy that shot John Lennon. Okay. It was a, it was like an indie flick. It didn't really do well, uh, but he legitimately put on like a hundred pounds. Are you a Jared Leto fan? Yeah. Musically, al- musically also, or just yeah. acting? Uh, well, beginnings, early stuff. Yes, yes. Like er- it's funny, funny story about early, that. Early but- thirty seconds to Mars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, a long time ago opened, and this is before they were 30 seconds smarts before they were anyone. They opened for incubus here in town. And I went and saw, and I remember watching them. I was in the lawn. So to be fair, I didn't, couldn't really see him necessarily, but I remember watching them and thinking, Oh, this band's okay. But I remember leaving. It was at the, the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving and it was just a bunch of young girls wearing their t-shirts and I was like, huh, what's going on? And so then like months later, months later, the music video for boot, boot, doo, doo, boot, 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 boot. I can, uh, how does that song go? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's, no. it, it's ah. anyway, that song, the music video. Oh, for that song oh, 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 wait, that, that's not the kill. Is it? Is it? No, 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 no. It's no, the no. other big it's song uh, off that record though. Um, motherfucker. Attack. Attack. Yeah. No. No, no that's it? not it. No. What what album is that off of? It's off of uh From Yesterday, is that it? No, no. definitely not. No. From Yesterday was later. Are we sure it's not right, the From kill? this record with the weird kid on the cover. Hold on, I'll find it. Oh. Right so it's not the first album that had It is. Two thousand two. There's no kid on that album. Yeah, there is. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, hold on. Hold on. I get it. Yeah, maybe it is off a of beautiful eye. Yeah, you had it. It doesn't matter. Can you so hear maybe that? it wasn't months after that. Whenever 
It's that one. Okay. Yeah. What is that song called? Attack. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, so Jared Leto. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. He's a weird guy. To, you know, he goes to a lot of UFC. Did you see he wants to play Conor McGregor? Seriously? In a movie. Yeah. He, like, publicly stated that, and Conor was like, yeah, let's do it. I don't think I have a desire for that. Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Is there? Do we really need a Conor McGregor movie right now? I don't think so. Unless, and I hate, I would hate to see it, but unless he does come back and he get he gets a title again, that would be cool. Then maybe well, that would be movie worthy. I should say. Then it may be movie worthy, but if not, did you see that Nate Diaz tweeted and said, "Give me a fight or release me." Yeah. Um, fine. I get it. What do you think about this whole, have you done any, uh, digging into the Colby Covington and Masvidal altercation? What digging is there to do? I, I mean, cause Masvidal got charged, right? Yeah. But I think he gave himself up. Like, I think he like snitched on himself. I thought, so Colby Covington didn't go to like the police on him? Well, the police were called. Oh, Colby Covington pressed charges. Yeah. Yeah. Hang, hang on, dude. I got to piss bad. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do too much research into it other than Colby pressed charges. And then I, I saw something about how Masvidal snitched on himself or gave him, himself up in a weird way. I The whole thing is a bummer, dude. Like, and I look, you and I have said, like, there are some things... You know, obviously Colby's playing a character and he's doing it well because people are paying attention. Whether they want him to win, they want him to lose. People are paying attention. He has crossed the line several times. I think, you know, from talking about Masvidal's kids, which is like what everyone seems to like be on Masvidal's side about as someone who has a kid, you talk shit about my kid. It's a problem. Whether you're doing a character or not. Right. I think there are just some things you don't do. And then like saying like Connor fucked Dustin Poirier's wife. Like he said that publicly like a couple of times now. It's like, come on, dude. You know, like I think there are just some things you just like you talk. uh, He's also said things that are very like towing the line of like Spins. They're sort of implying racism in a way. And and it's just very, it's very weird. Um, and what's, what's bizarre is fight fans like you and I have to sit through it all, and then when he wins, we have to go, God damn, but he's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want him to lose every time he fights. I don't like the guy. I think he's a dork. I think, he, obviously, he's a fucking poser. Um, so I, I watch to watch him lose, and he doesn't. He shuts me up <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Unless he's fighting Kamaru That's Usman. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Fucking shuts me up. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, uh, but yeah, it, the whole thing just bums me out. I like Masvidal. I didn't used to be the biggest fan. I think along the lines of him beating him beating Darren Till and then getting the BMF title shot against Nate. Like he started like winning me over a little bit. And I like how people would ask him bizarre questions about 
street fighting and him being like this like tough like thug character and he always had really good responses in my opinion but this just you know obviously with this again i'm not blaming the guy necessarily he talked about your kids you saw him in public you saw red shit goes down but again he's a real ass dude or at least he gives us the impression right that he's a real ass dude so it's a bummer i think it's a bummer for both guys because it's like you're a fighter you beat the guy up for 25 minutes he blindsides you at a restaurant, but you still press charges. Why don't you just take to the mic Right. go, I kicked your ass for 25 minutes. And the best thing you got is to blindside me when I'm not expecting it. Right. You're done. That's all you got to say. Right. Maybe there's more to it. We don't know, obviously, but that's all you got to say if you're him, but you press charges. I know a lot of fighters are pissed off at him for pressing charges. Yeah, I know Khabib made a statement and said, yeah, that everybody was everybody Khabib should... is really sorry to cut you off. You're good. Khabib, when he puts out these messages on social media and you know someone else is doing it for him, yeah. I think they're his thoughts, but uh-huh. they have to be translated to English that we can all understand. Right. He's a really articulate dude. And he yeah. says things that like he makes great points. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say his statement was saying that he, people, uh, fighters need to boycott fighting Colby Covington because of this. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Because he's going to talk this shit. And if you don't have the the slightest bit composure. If he goes on these things, like I'm going to talk about your wife. I'm going to talk about your kids. I'm going to talk about your mom. You know, you're, you're asking your, you're, you're not everyone has the resolve to just ignore it. Like think about, think about some of the greatest uh, rivalries in the UFC in UFC history. And think if those fights would have happened in a back alley, you know, out and not in the octagon because I mean there you know some guys who legitimately hate each other and John hate Jones and DC or anybody who fought Chael Sonnen, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I think again with Chael, Chael did it well where it was playfully a, a character, and it was villainous, but he never. He did with Anderson Silva again say some things that were sort of bordering on, you know not necessarily racism, but definitely like talking shit about Brazil and and yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But he was still, (laughs) he was, well, I'm just saying this because he was better at it than Colby Covington is. Colby Covington has to rehearse. And even when he does rehearse, he still like stumbles over his own words. And right. Well, I mean, my, my, my point was, is that if DC and John Jones fought each other in a back alley, you think one of them's going to press charges against the other? No. And one of them might not walk out of there. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Dude. That's I don't is there is there a more heated sort of hateful rivalry than that one? Tito and Chuck was good. That's what I yeah that's what I was thinking. That but that was still like that was some petty shit that they were on. Tito just didn't know how to handle the fact that he had a teammate and a guy that he trained with who was literally beating the fucking shit out of people, and he knew he was going to be next, and he just couldn't he couldn't handle it like emotionally and like mentally in front of the camera to just sort of accept what was happening. Like he had to, again, like sort of take on this, like, all right, fine, we can do it. Like type thing. And Chuck's like, all right, bro. I don't think you know what you're asking for. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I guess you could probably throw in Connor into a couple of conversations with that. I mean, Jose Aldo or um, Nate or Khabib. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But Khabib, Khabib has come out and like publicly like, praised Connor on a few occasions and talked about how tough he was. And but I'm talking like in the heat of the moment. In, in, in the, in the moment, yeah, that would have yeah. been bad. That would have been bad, for sure. 
Jose Aldo is a weird one to think about because he was always this sort of humbled, sort of like mild mannered guy. And Connor was on this like world tour of like trying to embarrass him. Uh-huh. That's interesting to think about. And he always wanted that fight again and he never got it. I don't, what if they fought again now? Is it worth it now for I either fighter? Watch I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I like don't... If, if, if Aldo went up to, to 55, you know, yeah. what if he's like yeah. juicy Aldo, like he used to be? What if he's juicy Aldo at 155 and Connor cuts down to 155, which he's done against Dustin? I forgot about that. Never mind. So it's not like it's asking much of him. But yeah, what if it's juicy Aldo at one? I'd watch that. Anyway, um, there, we got to talk about some other stuff here. What I do want to say, congrats to Curtis Blades. Um, yeah. That was a big victory. Yeah, it was. And also, we need to say congrats to a guy we've talked about on the show before, Neil Magny. He is yeah. now the winningest welterweight in UFC history. It's awesome. And has never and has never sniffed <laughs> a title shot. How crazy is that? That's nuts. He's always been I mean, you say he hasn't sniffed. I mean, he he's always like been right there, like at, yeah. almost over the top of the hill and then falls he right back. He down. hasn't won the fight that he needed to win yeah. to to be in the conversation. Unfortunately for him. He's on a roll right now though. Hopefully it keeps on rolling. Well, do you think he won that fight? I didn't get to watch it. I just seen the end. Oh, well, you know, he got dropped in the first round. Oh, he did. Okay. And it's one of the things I tweeted. It's like, he's a true pro meaning like he got dropped and it was, you know, it's one of those shots though. He's the type of guy. Like if you catch him when he's not expecting it, it really, he's not one of those guys that can just eat it. Like if you catch him and that's what they say anyway, like knockouts always happen. You know, the knockouts that are the most devastating are the ones you don't see. Yeah, right? true. But he's one of those guys that even if it is a shot that he, or if it's, I'm sorry, if it's a shot that he doesn't see, he doesn't wear it well. Like, you know, but he recovered. And then the next two rounds, I mean, the, the second round was striking with Max Griffin. And then the third round threatened submission basically the entire round. Um, so he's just a pro, dude. He just knows how to win, like, in, in, especially in those situations where he's going to get taken into deep waters and, and, you know, gets dropped or, gets taken down and maybe almost submitted. Like he finds ways to win. But anyway, a couple of other things, like what are your feelings on this? You obviously know I have a shit ton of feelings about this because it's my team, but what are your feelings on the Browns essentially giving Deshaun Watson the biggest contract in NFL history? Why man? He, we're talking essentially, I mean, Aaron Rodgers' contract's bigger because it's over a shorter amount of time, right? Right. Yeah. Well, it's definitely the biggest contract in Browns history. So let's just call let's just call it that. But why? Let's call it that. Man, what, what was? Let me ask you this: Was there anything that made you think that Deshaun Watson would would win a Super Bowl when he you know he's been sitting the bench for the past year, getting over the, all these allegations and everything? Uh, but before that, would you have ever considered him to have the contract that he just signed with Cleveland? Do you ever do you see him winning a Super Bowl with any team? Well, before his knee injury in Houston, I would have. I think people definitely thought he was on the verge of becoming an elite quarterback. Yes. Okay. Yes, but everything went south with Houston. He didn't like the culture there. He hated the way things were done. Which, he, which apparently, I mean, he wasn't the only one. I mean, a guy like J.J. Watt you know, steps out and tells everybody this place sucks. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like he publicly stated that. And then 
after that, all of these women come out of the woodwork and say, yeah, he, so it was a little bit weird. Yeah. It's a little bit weird to think about. It's also weird just to think about who, and if anyone's paid attention, just think about who the guy he was before all of these allegations, a guy who could donated his paycheck to the people of Houston after a hurricane, you know, a guy who in college would go out of his way to answer every question and be a good guy. And, and that's why I said when that first started going down, that's why I hate the media. That's why you have to be media literate. It's like when that first started going down, the only pictures you saw of Deshaun Watson attached to any news story was this sort of menacing look. Mm-hmm. Like Here's the evil villain. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, fuck you. He smiles. Okay. And that's how we knew him, especially yeah. in college. And I think maybe he didn't smile on Houston because he didn't like it. <laughs> maybe there aren't a lot of pictures of him smiling. I remember seeing him smile. It was the same thing with Kaepernick, though, dude. Like, when the whole thing and let's not go down a Kaepernick road because it's dead. It's a, it's a fucking stale topic. But like when everything was happening with Kaepernick, every picture used of him was Afro mean mug and Colin Kaepernick, right? Not the fucking guy who would torch the fucking Rams. Every time he played them wearing beats, smiling, jogging on the sidelines. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk to reporters. Never that guy. Never that guy. It was always fucking militaristic Afro Colin Kaepernick. Nothing wrong with having an Afro. That's not what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, um, so maybe that's just where he was with Houston. But again, all these things come out after that two different judicial systems find him. There are no criminal charges to be had two different, not just one, two. Um, and then now the latest story is 18 other female masseuses have come out in support of him saying he was never inappropriate with me. He was nothing but kind, so on and so forth. And all of them attach their names, right? All 18, which, by the way, we don't know the names of any of these women who are trying to get money from her, which is so, so odd, very odd. But again, I get it. I get yeah. why you would not want your name out there. Right. Um. So to answer your question, no. Do I think he was any going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon? I don't know. OK, so I, I do have, know that before his knee injury in Houston, he was playing as I mean, he was he was lights out. So what are your thoughts now? Are you, do you have high hopes for him in Cleveland? As a player? Yes. Yes. As someone who just now after a year has spoken out during that press conference yesterday. No. As a person, no, as, as, as someone who is going to be able to handle the scrutiny and the pressure. And, and I don't know, I don't think so. So you mean to tell me during like media scrums, we're about to play Pittsburgh. He's going to have to answer questions about all this. Right. Rather than talking about football, all they're going to ask are questions about this. Right. We got to go play Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. You mean to tell me he's going to be focused on football when all he's going to answer nothing? I don't know. Are they, he has media obligations. Is he just going to face fines and not talk to anyone ever? Right. I don't think that's the case. But the interesting thing about is this. So you asked the question, like, why, why do the Browns do this? Do they think he's going to win a Super Bowl? Well, let me ask you this. How good and how smart do the Browns look if they win a Super Bowl this upcoming season? Because not only do they say we had enough confidence in this guy and his football playing abilities, but enough confidence in his character to get through all of the bullshit and take us to the mountaintop and win a Super Bowl. Now, it says that, but it also says that we as an organization had the resolve to get through all of this with him. 
Because you know they're the Browns. The laughing stock of the fucking league. Okay, so let, let's look at the other side this of that. This is just a conspiracy theory, by the what way. What happens if the if he opposite, never plays if the opposite happens? Well, I mean, what happens if he doesn't handle the media shitstorm very well? Then they he, look like the Browns. <laughs> so what you're saying is they can't look worse than they already do, even in this situation? The win-win for the Browns. <laughs> so what happens with Baker? I think he's going to go to Carolina. Carolina seems like a good fit. So what? Ha- I mean, so Carolina is one of those. T- Carolina and Chicago are the two teams that I've been talking about se- in with other people saying that. So Carolina's got Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. If they kept Cam Newton, they didn't keep Cam. He they didn't. So he's just nope. not. He's just a free agent right now. Cam's without a team again. Yep. But they st- so they still got Sam Darnold. I think he's proven that he's not a winning quarterback. Good backup to have around, but well, he only got to, only got to play like seven games, didn't he? Before he tore his ACL, well, those those last four were not great. Yeah, and he was not great. So, is Isn't the sample this, size big enough for that? I don't know. This but. is a, uh, you know, we thought last year was a crazy off season, but this year maybe even crazier. I mean, well, it definitely is with Deshaun Watson, and yeah, yeah, that definitely is. Well, I just mean, I just, I just mean all over the map. I mean, Matt Ryan going to the Colts, Carson Wentz going to uh, Washington, Teddy Bridgewater went to Miami, um, Russell Wilson coming to the to Denver. Uh, yeah. You know, and there's still a bunch of stuff up in the air. Like I, I mentioned, Chicago a while ago, they've got Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, and Justin Fields all as quarterbacks on that team. One or two of those guys have to go somewhere else, I would imagine. I mean, if I'm them, I give Justin Fields the ball, but yeah. that's just me. That's I also have a bias on that. So, um, And I'm hoping uh, – a buddy of mine told me the other day that if you look at Seattle Seahawks' Instagram page, they're praising Drew Locke pretty good. Have fun. I, so I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious if they're going to do – if they're going to keep him or they're going to bring somebody in. Um, and then what else uh, – Mitchell Trubisky is going to be the quarterback for Pittsburgh now, which is bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. If I'm a Steelers fan, I'm irate. I'm irate. I'm more irate than getting Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? Um, well, look. Did you watch any of that press conference with Mm-mm. Deshaun Watson? No. Did you see any snippets of it? Anything? Maybe. I don't so remember. The biggest question has been, I think. I think anyway. One of the biggest questions, we'll say has been why why so many masseuses? Why so many? Why do you need so many? Most athletes tell you they'll go through one, two, or three. They'll find that person who knows them best. They know their body. That's it. That's who they have for the rest of their career. So he got asked that at the press conference, and the answer was not great. It was not great. It was just essentially like, yeah, this is what we did as a group. Me and my team, we just – uh you know, this is over an extended period of time. It's not like one period of time where I went through all of these people and it was just how we did it. Sort of, that's how he answered it. So it was a very poor way of answering the question, in my opinion. But uh, would you ask someone that who's not being accused of this? If there's a standard way that athletes do it, right? right? right. Would you care? Would you, and I understand why you care. Right. Because it's, but, it's a story, but yeah. But it's not like, why does he have to be like everyone else? You know? Yeah. Maybe that's just how he, 
I don't know. I, I'm not a prof- obviously obviously not a professional athlete. And it, I, don't I know mean, how that works, I, I, so I know I know you kind of just tried to encapsulate what he said, but it, it kind of sounds like he brought like he's saying that his team like teammates did the same thing, which I don't know if I like that. Answer not his teammates. Either. He meant his team, like his management team, his fucking oh, agents, okay. and like you okay. know, uh, yeah, yeah. He gotcha. And, and he and he basically said also like he made it very clear like none of these questions do not apply them. The way that I answer these questions do not apply them to the Browns. I just got here. Right. Yeah. Um, which duh, but people will still do it. Yeah. That's again, this fucking media. Um, but I've seen criticisms of it. Like, why was he so stoic? Why was it not like, why were the, no one looked excited? Well, look, if they did throw a party at the fact that they just paid this guy who has a ton of potential football wise, a bunch of money, you would criticize them for that. You know, Oh, they don't care about the victims or so-called victims. They don't. So no, well, they're going to keep it. I, I like the way they did it. I like the way that they kept it kind of short and sweet and kind of, like I said, stoic, very like sort of non, you know, not so much high praise of the situation, high praise of the guy. Here's our guy. We're going to get through all of this. So on and so forth. I wasn't mad at that. And I'm a Browns fan. I didn't want him to throw a party. I was like, geez. And I actually thought about that. I was like, God, and I remember them announcing the press conference, like Deshaun Watson, first time as a Brown, I'm going to speak to the media. I'm like, dude, if they come out and make this like when Russell Wilson signed with Denver, or I'm trying to think like a bigger acquisitions, like when Tom Brady signed with Tampa, like the, everybody, I'm like, oh my God, that's going to be brutal. Like they're going to get chewed up and spit out. Like, and they didn't. So good for them. Right. You know, he, I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I don't, I don't, for, as a Browns fan, I don't like it from a standpoint of this guy's going to have to play football through all of this bullshit. It's never going to go away. Ro- ben Roethlisberger still, people still talk about all that shit he went through. Yeah. How long goes that? He's retired now. His, his walkout, the people brought it up. Right. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, you, you, you would expect more of the organization and of him as far as answers and plans them spending so much money. And I do feel bad for Baker and all of this. I'll be honest. I'm still a Baker believer. I still believe that if he was healthy this upcoming season, that he would do well. Um, but that's, that ship has sailed. So I don't know. It just goes to show you when some douchebags dad takes to social media and talks about how bad you are as a quarterback, what can happen to you? (laughs) Fucking twerp. Odell's a twerp. And people were like, there's a possibility he would come back to Cleveland now that Deshaun. No, don't. Stay away. I don't want you. <laughs> I do want him to re-sign Jar- Jarvis Landry because yeah. he got a new agent. And apparently the new agency was like, you should go back. You should you should definitely go back. Even though they released you, you should go back. Um, there went that. Uh-oh. So um, one last thing to talk about. The- definitely. I know what you're – I probably know what you're going to say. Uh, RIP. So let me ask you, as far as like, what, where's, what's your stand on the Foo Fighters? Now that's a weird question, but like, it is a weird, what are you asking me? Do I like them? Well, I, I know, I know you like them, but like, in, uh, would you ever consider them like an influence for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this goes back to those early days. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Okay. 
here's the thing. If you're a rock musician and you're around my age, I get it's music and everyone has their own personal taste. But if you're a rock musician and you don't like the Foo Fighters, come on. Like, why? What, what, What possible reason could you have? Like, saying, like, oh, I don't like all of their songs, but, like, no, Foo Fighters sucks. Like, come on. Are the are all the band members in the Foo Fighters original members, or have they traded out members at some no, point? No, 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 no. No. So the only original members are Dave and the bass player. Okay. Yeah. So Chris Shiflet, the guy that got, he was their third guitarist. Let me think about this. Yeah, third guitarist. Was he? Yes. Um, Pat Smear was in the band, left the band, then came back and they got him kind of after the fact, after they kind of started, uh, Taylor was the second drummer. Okay. The original drummer was in, um, the original drummer was in sunny day real estate with the bass player. So no, uh, it's just the two guys. Okay. Do we, do we know, have we seen, uh, are they still doing an autopsy or anything like that? Do we know what the reasoning was for? He had passing? 10 different drugs in his system. Oh, he did really? Yeah. I that saw sucks. a story. I'll send it to you after the fact. Okay. Um, two of which he had pain pills and benzos. Gotcha. Lethal combination, dude. Yeah. Like most times people take those two together and they don't wake up. So yeah. I don't like the fact that they listed marijuana as one of them, but go on, whatever. Like why we're still doing that. but fine do what you do all right um but yeah huge influence man they're they're one of those bands too where i just i think historically speaking they're so important um because they've managed to withstand every change in the music industry and just keep being foo fighters and just keep kept their fan i don't know they're just huge band i mean i often wonder like and this is a really stupid way of thinking, but it's just, but if Kurt Cobain had not died, would they be, would they have carried on and been as big as the Foo Fighters are now? A part of me goes with his personality and his, his whole, he didn't like being famous. He didn't like being in the public eye. Like a part of me goes, I think he just would have eventually just stopped doing Nirvana and yeah. just kind of done his own thing. And just, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. And who am I to say that? But, I don't know. But then again, I guess the other side of that is like, is would there be a Foo Fighters if he wasn't in Nirvana? Tough to say. Tough to say. I think, well, Dave already had, so the songs that were on the first record, Dave, Dave Grohl has talked about this, the first Foo Fighters record. Dave Grohl has talked, he already had those. He already had those. Foo Fighters started out as him just making a demo of music. Yeah. Just to do it. Yeah. And yeah. most of those songs made it onto the first album. So for him, it was just like getting over day, uh, Kurt Cobain's death, getting over Nirvana, not being a band anymore, and then kind of trying to just be musical again. And then he kind of put this group together. Um, I don't know. Perhaps it does happen, maybe later than it did. But, and again, I don't know these people. I don't know how their brains work. But right, you've, right. The, the Foo Fighters have been very kind of open about all of their struggles, all of the problems they've had. You know, that's one of the things, one of my favorite documentaries is that first Foo Fighters documentary, uh, Back and Forth. Um, and it was the build up to them playing Wembley Stadium. Um, you know, they're very open and honest about, you know, Taylor had a drug overdose once before. 
you know, almost died from that. And so you kind of wondered about the guy and then Taylor, you know, I think one of the coolest things just from someone who's been in bands and you have these, these inner sort of turmoils and struggles with each other is when, you know, after Taylor had his drug overdose, you know, not shortly after that, Dave Grohl goes and plays drums for uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Like Taylor was very like resentful about it. And they were both very honest about it. And they thought Foo Fighters were going to break up over it. Obviously didn't. And now they're, they were bigger and better than ever after that. But um, so Foo, like Foo Fighters as a band, they're one of those bands that I think like they're the public and the people and their fans feel like they know them. Yeah. You know, they're very much an open book with who they are and where the music, you know, what inspired the music. And, you know, they did that fucking, that HBO documentary series where they were recording that album and they kind of like did it piece by piece, like episode by episode. And each episode was inspired by like a city and a historic venue in that city. Oh yeah. 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 Fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm very much inspired by them. And do you know, you just made a horror movie who Dave Grohl. I and, read about and the that. band. I think I think it included the band. It was like the band recording in a like a haunted place or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I read about it, but I didn't read too much about it. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's it sucks, man. What a shame. But yeah, he did. I saw a story. He had like ten different drugs in his system, so it kind of makes you wonder like what was going on. Yeah. But and he was and he was on tour. Like he was supposed to play a show. I think that night. Oh, really? They're in. Were they in Colombia? Maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah. So such a bummer, dude. 50 years old, super young. Yeah. But yeah, those one of those documentaries, one of my favorite moments. And again, it's, it wasn't even one. Like, I've seen Foo Fighters live, but it wasn't even one that I was there for. It's just when I watched on the documentary. But when they played Wembley Stadium, you know, Dave Grohl kind of talked about, like, Jesus, how are we going to fill this place? And they, like, sold it out, like, in an hour or whatever. And um, the first show they did, you know, they did best of you and at the end of the song like Dave Grohl is like emotionally having a hard time dealing with the fact that they just did that and the crowd was so awesome and he's like on the verge of tears and then like you can see in the background Taylor has this look of like awe on his face and those are those moments like I feel like people overlook with music and with bands sometimes you're humbled to the point like fuck I'm, I'm super lucky to be doing this I've taken all this for granted I'm reduced to tears you know right here on stage it's one of those moments like it's, it's when you become very real because look those dudes are larger than life yeah for sure if dave Grohl walked in this room right now i'd shit my pants <laughs> if taylor walked in this room right now i'd shit my pants you know i grew up watching those guys so it's like they're larger than life characters to a lot of people so to be reduced to sort of like the humble version of who we all are it's very cool so right very much a bummer man i really hope i don't know we'll see what happens it's hard to say what happens next, but it's almost one of those things like with Taylor being the second drummer and they've gone through so many band changes and they're at this point in their careers. It's almost like you kind of just want them to just stop in his honor, you know, I'm sure their diehards won't want that. Right. But in a way, because I think all things considered too, one of the impressions that we get as fans just through videos and interviews and documentaries is that Taylor and Dave were really close. So Dave Grohl has to be going through a fucking tough time right now. Right. You know, sucks, man. Started the show with death, won the show with death. Whew. Well, either way, we Happy got 100. I'd say, yeah, either way, we just got through our hundredth episode of this thing and we haven't done one in person. 
we tried to make it happen to do this Incredible. to do the hundredth one in person and it you know life just kept throwing us curveballs and we weren't able to make it happen but I, well for those that have stuck around through all 100 thank you yeah we appreciate it absolutely maybe one of these will be in the same room i hope so I, and then they can go oh wait these guys really are friends they're not just bullshitting through zoom <laughs> we'll see we're not just getting or they go oh wait these guys really don't like each other they're never going to do this again <laughs> it could be that too we'll see yeah well even if it even if it dies today we made it the 100 episodes that's a pretty good milestone it is <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs> all right